Hey everybody, Mike D, uh, back with Carly B. Last week we talked about walleye fishing. It's been a great couple of weeks on the Saginaw River up here in Michigan. Have been having a lot of fun with friends and family. And this past weekend, Carly decided she was going to go up and catch her first steelhead and catch some browns. So this week we're going to talk a little bit about steelhead, uh, specifically up in northern Michigan, and what you can do to get out. How you been, Carly? How was your weekend? Freaking fantastic. Uh, gotta love being out on the water. I think that uh, a lot of people didn't get their fill from ice fishing since we just didn't get a lot of ice. At least not in you know the lower peninsula at all. So everyone's kind of getting ready to get back out there and um we started out the mornings and it was like 14 degrees we we're getting out of the water <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> but uh but the water was still moving and uh we had a ton of fun but uh okay. it was it was not for the faint of heart <laughs> okay so tell us tell us about this first steelhead you caught what, what did you catch it on uh what river let's hear all about it well it's actually it's a cute story so um i was up there um, the Pier Marquette River with my boyfriend, Ryan, and a guy that I work with who's also named Ryan. And we were out on the river starting out at like, you know, 9, 10 a.m. and 14 degrees. And it was a freaking hustle, like all day, just a grind of cold, cold day. Not too many people out there. I think when we got out there, there was maybe like one or two other cars in the parking lot. And it was just cold and was that uh, the day i checked in with you yeah there yeah. Was, you <laughs> called me you called me at the end of the day we hadn't gotten really any other like no bites and we'd been out there all day and it was so funny because you called me and uh you're like how's it going i'm like man wish me luck but <laughs> um so it was getting close to the end of the day and as a woman you're wearing waders right and you're wearing like 17 different layers of everything and it's all tucked in and wrapped around your waders. And I haven't drank water <laughs> all day because the last thing I want to do is take off these 17 different layers of waders and have to pee in the 10 degree weather outdoors <laughs> I get in it. the woods. So I have not drank water all day. And it's like 5, 6 p.m. And I'm like, I have to pee so bad. So we're still, you know, the guys that I'm with, they're like, well, you know, the bite might get good. Like, right at dusk. I'm like, okay. I'm like, well, I'm about to pee my waders, so I need to go to the bathroom. I'm like, can I have the car keys? I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know if I'm going to drive somewhere or just pee by the car. or <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. But give me the keys. I'll be back. They're like, all right, we're going to go We're gonna go fish this one bend. Okay. So I walk up to the car and TMI, but I end up, like, peeing by the car. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> Because I could, like, set my stuff down on the car and, yeah. I was, and the whole thing. So, yeah. anyways, I end up, like, walking down these stairs. And uh, I was like, well, I either can, do, like, basically quit because it's, like, the end of the day. Or I could fish the hole right in front of the stairs up to the car because the guys are going to have to walk right by me. And I don't have to, like, do the whole shebang of, like, trying to find them again and yada yada so I'm like whatever I'm not gonna quit like I'll just plunk around in this hole right in front of the stairs <laughs> and so I'm out there you call me I just got in the water again and I'm out there just like plunking along and granted I've never caught a steelhead before I'm still totally learning the ropes 
I have never even I'd hooked onto one once last year, but that was on the Muskegon and that was from a boat and that was a very different experience than river fishing. Um, yeah. I guess like I guess then like walking weight I don't know it's it seems very different and that was like with beads and stuff so anyways um so I'm uh you call me and I'm like yeah wish me luck I'm hoping we'll see hadn't gotten a bite all day and hang up with you and I'm like getting close to just calling it a day and uh I'm like all right basically thinking to myself last cast and I let it drift and there's there's a stick like hanging out of the water and it gets really close to that, my strike indicator, and gets really close to it, and it goes underwater, and I'm thinking I snagged. So I go to, like, kind of, like, jerk it to the right, like, kind of, like, to pull it away from it in case it did snag, and it doesn't really move, and I'm like, dang, I totally <laughs> snagged. So I start to pull backwards, like you would to try and, like, put, like release a snag, you know, and not yeah. snag your rod. So I yank it backwards, like, three or four times, trying to <laughs> to dislodge my snag and then all of a sudden the tip of my rod starts like shaking back at me and I'm like oh my god <laughs> so I immediately like raise my rod straight up in the air and I'm like holy crap I've got a fish on there and I start kind of like stripping and um stripping my line down and I'm like holy crap and I look backwards to see him like come on like by the grace of god the guys have to be walking down the shore to me you know and i look back and there's a boat coming my way and they're like hon you got a fish on i'm like yeah <laughs> <laughs> now mind you again never really steelhead fish so all i have is like my little itty bitty baby trout net on my bag so i'm nowhere near like ready prepared to uh, land this monster steelhead so i'm like Hey fellas, like I've never caught a steelhead before, and all I have is this little baby net. I'm like, would you guys mind helping me? And they're like, not at all. So they actually go and like pull their bank their boat to the side and anchor up. And uh, the one guy gets out with their big net, and he's like, you know, adjust your your drag. And I'm like, this is a new reel. I have no idea how to do that. And he's like, oh my god, comes over, he adjusts the the drag on my reel. The other guy's like, all right, keep backing up, do this, do that. And they're telling me everything to do. And they're like, holy crap. And this fish is like running. The reel's like, it's so cool. It's jumping it. out of the air. I mean, it ran like three or four times, jumped out of the water three or four times. That was the coolest thing. And then finally, um, they managed to net it for me and took pictures. And the guy's like, you want a video of it too? He's like, all right. He's like, I'll give you a slow-mo. Let's do a slow-mo. And it was so cool. They're like, what's your name? I'm like, Carly. Oh my God, Carly, congratulations. I'm like hugging these guys I've never met. <laughs> I'm like, that's awesome. you passed two guys up the river? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, that's my boyfriend and our friend. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, that's a bummer. And they're like, you need to tell him that, uh, that you got a sucker and then show him this picture. <laughs> I love like, it. Oh, that's so funny. I'm like, they're never going to believe me that I got this fish. It was pretty, awesome. pretty awesome. Well, congratulations. Awesome job. Thank you. Super pumped for you. I thought it was great. Um, the whole story is just, it's sweet. Yeah. So, and I just said, I we kind of like, we were driving home. It was a two and a half hours drive for us to come home. And I'd said, we were rec recapping the weekend. And I said, you know, it was nice to catch that fish. But honestly, it was really nice to 
have a cool interaction with as I guess as much as the people as much as people say the world's going to hell these days. It was nice to have an interaction with totally random people. That was just so nice. Those guys didn't have to stop and get out of their boat and help me and take pictures. And you want a slow mo? You want you want a video, a release video? You want this and you know, give me hugs and high fives and stuff like they didn't have to do that, you know, and, and they did. And it was just, it was so nice to have that experience and to celebrate with people that I didn't know. And I was just like, God, for as, as loud as, you know, the people are that are saying that the world's going hell. Um, it was nice to meet some really, really good people out on the river that day. Absolutely. And I, and I think that's the one thing that's always kept me involved in the outdoors you know whether it be fishing or hunting is every time you turn around when when things just seem like they're shit on (laughs) out in the world um when you're out in the outdoors hunting and fishing it seems like you're always making new friends and it doesn't matter how much money you make it doesn't matter um you know where you come from nobody's judging you know you're just out there enjoying the outdoors and having a good time so i totally get where you're coming from yeah it was amazing. I uh, I ended up catching that fish too on a on a little uh clown egg with a little worm attached to it that I had tied earlier on in the year. My little sister had bought me an Orvis fly tying guide um Sweet. from Tom Rosenbauer the book, and I'd like was flipping through it and I'd been tying egg patterns, and I was like whoa, this one's pretty cool with the worm on it. And I tied it like almost as a, you know, as like kind of comical, you know, I'm like, "Eh, I'm getting tired of tying eggs. I'm like, let's tie this one. And so it was pretty freaking cool. And then almost even more comical was when I walked down and told the guys where they're like, show us where. And we walked down there and I'm like, right here. And I like jumped in the river and fished that same spot for a couple minutes and almost identical. I had like an identical drift. Same exact spot, and it goes, dunk. Right. I'm like, oh my god, got another one, and it was uh, ended up being a really nice brown trout. But oh, yeah, <laughs> that same night, like you know, an hour later, so super super funny. But it was cool being out there. Um, first ever steelhead, absolutely fantastic, totally addicting. Um, I wouldn't say that I'm any sort of expert now, but um, I learned a ton this weekend, and that's I wanted to talk about it because, um. You know, I didn't really even have the opportunity until last year. Uh, Ryan asked me if I wanted to go up steelhead fishing. And I was like, you know, I've never really had the opportunity. Heck yeah, let's go. Let's learn. And I feel like there's so so much to learn. And it's such a great opportunity. And I feel like a lot of people don't take advantage of it, even though we live in Michigan. And we're one of the few states that, um, you know, besides like the Pacific Northwest has steelhead running. Um, so it's pretty cool and people should definitely take advantage of it. So, um, Mike, where, where have you been, um, steelhead fishing at in the state? Okay. So I started up on the Manistee, but I've spent most of my time steelhead fishing either on the Asabo over on the East side or on um the muskegon uh you know with my buddy scott that i spend a lot of time with um i've done both you know wader fishing and fishing from the boat i prefer being in a boat just because i like kind of getting away from everybody and just 
there's something about listening to that water and just mm-hmm. chilling and having lunch out there that's that's just surreal for me. But um, for somebody just getting into it, um, you know, you can. There's so many good pieces of water in Michigan. There really yeah. is. Um, and when you're saying wader fishing, Mike, what would be a good river for someone to go maybe wader fish? So I particularly like the Asabo. I really like that Pier Marquette that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, some of that Pier Marquette is, you know, fly only. And I've yeah. always been more of a, um, you know, fishing with either like spawn um, that I've, you know, got off some buddies or maybe, um, you know, I, I haven't been a big fly fisherman. I just never was exposed to it, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping to go with you and Ryan sometime, take Amy and, you know, us four head up and, and do like a couple's weekend and try that out sometime. Cause I've never really fly fish, but, um, back to the point of, I would say Asabo on the east side, throw on a pair of waders, go to what they call the high banks and run that nice big gravel bed. Or, um, you know, there's some different stuff up towards the dam at Muskegon. Um, you know, there's guys that fish over towards the grand, but that's not really for waders. That's more or less from the bank. Okay. Um, you know, what was interesting that I learned this weekend was, um, Pier Marquette is fly only, but you can use um, spinning reels, but as long as it's flies. Yeah. A lot of guys will do what's called bottom bouncing. So you'll, you'll typically there's a six foot leader, fluorocarbon leader with like a stone fly or a green caddis fly, um, maybe a wax worm. Um, maybe a single egg, you know, egg sucking leech, stuff like mm-hmm. that. Some terms that you'll hear. Um, and guys will start with, you know, nine and a half, 10 foot rod and, you know, just raise that rod up, keep your line up, you know, weights tends to go down more line down, weight will rise up faster. Okay. Just as a quick point of reference, but a lot of guys do that. What's called bottom bouncing with spin cast wheels. I I like floating bobbers and making homemade jigs and stuff is what I like doing. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. There's just so much to it. I thought I just I learned so much this weekend. I thought it was really, really interesting. It kind of like I guess it just really widened my horizon. It was pretty it was pretty cool. It was totally a different way to fish, you know, the same holes that I'd been fishing, uh, you know, for summer trout, I guess. Um, But for these steelhead, it was it was pretty interesting. Um, when there's so many different ways to do it, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's so many different ways you can trout fish. Yeah. So So. if someone's going over to, uh, Dosable, what would, so what's the type of real, like rod reel that you would recommend for them? Um, a good starting point would be to grab like a nine and a half foot rod. You know, I like Dawa um reels i you know i'm a big shimano guy but daiwa reels their drag on those reels they're they're not an expensive reel and the drag is awesome for steelhead fishing um i would take a a spin cast reel nine and a half foot rod um i wouldn't go any shorter than that i i 
personally run 11 footer, but um, a nine and a half foot with a spin cast um, reel, and I would take 10 pound mono, <coughs> and I'd run, you know, at the most eight pound uh, fluorocarbon liters. I'd probably tone it down to six pound actually. And then I the, would... the big concern with what with everything is that they're so strong, right? That they could snap everything. Yes, but they're also you know trout can see and smell much better than most fish. You know they can their parts per million as far as being able to smell is is amazing when it comes to scent in the water. Interesting. So, um, I'm always real careful. They can see really well, you know, especially when they start getting pressure and there's a lot of lines coming across their face. You know, there's guys that still try to get a little aggressive with them, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, and over on the Asabo, that green, that little green caddis fly, uh, six pound fluorocarbon leader up to 10 pound main and run like a three-way swivel with a little chunk of lead. And you want to get it to where that you're just barely ticking bottom with that piece of lead. Um, you know, when you're running on them gravel bars. So that's kind of the, that, I guess that's the quick answer. There's so okay. many different ways. I mean, you can float bobbers. You can, you know, there's a lot of different ways to do it. Sure. Okay. And then I guess what would be the top you know, two or three types of bait that you're recommending? Um, I would try a stonefly, green caddisfly. Um, I would try a waxworm. And then I would run, um, I personally like running jigs, little homemade jigs. Um, but you could do a store-bought, you know, trout fishing jig. And, and I like floating bobbers with them is my favorite way to do it. Huh, okay. That's just personal preference, though. Yeah. Yeah, and see what's working. Yeah, for sure. How often would, for you personally, right, because everyone's different, would you say that you give something a try before you, like, switch? And try so, like, try yes. approach. Okay, so when I get up into a piece of water, I look at, current seams and I'm reading them seams and I'm trying to cast along them current seams and I'll cast for typically I'll I'll run that seam and I'll cast at least probably I would say 15 15 to 30 times okay and then I'll adjust and cast a little different area but I'm also, like, if I'm floating bobbers, I'm adjusting my depth, too, to where it's kind of ticking a little different through that run. Because depending on what time of year, a lot of times them fish are at the front or the back end of them holes. Or, you know, your pre-spawns are going to be towards the front of a big hole. And then as fish spawn out and what we call drop back, like, you caught a drop back hen. A lot of times, you know, stuff um, that's you know, they'll be towards the back of the holes, um, feeding real heavy as they slide back to the lake. Okay, so when you mean, when you say a drop back hen, because I haven't heard that, so, because it was cute, the guy that's goes, That's a spawned that's out female. When he, he said, that's a real nice hen. I go, 
you mean a girl? I caught a girl? <laughs> he goes, yes, you caught a girl. Yeah. <laughs> so what's a drop? So I caught a girl. What's a drop back? So what's happened is she's came up into the river. She spawned. And then she's kind of done her thing, you know, um, went through that process of spawning. And now she's going to drop back in the river system and eat as she goes. And typically she'll sit at the back of, you know, them big holes that they sit in. They'll yeah. sit towards the back end of them holes. Them, you know, the hungrier fish are on the back end of the holes a lot of times. Oh, okay. Because the front end of the holes, there's typically, you know, fish that are spawning, you know, mating or whatever. Um, they just, you get a, a little bit, it's a little easier to catch them drop back hens, to be honest with you, in my Interesting. opinion. Interesting, yeah. Yeah. Huh, okay, cool. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, uh, there's nothing like steelhead fishing. If somebody wants to get out, it's just absolutely amazing. When you hook up to one of them and they take off, it's, there's nothing like it. I miss it every year. <laughs> you know what I, I didn't uh, understand at first was I always heard people talking about steelhead fishing and everyone, you know, I'd be like, oh, how many did you catch? And they'd be like, oh, I, I hooked, you know, I hooked three or I hooked four, you know, whatever. And that's kind of like what they would say. And, and I'd be like, okay, you know, I never really understood that. But the fight that that fish gave um everyone was like i can't believe you landed that thing and i'm like honestly i'm in disbelief as well because i didn't really know exactly what i was doing um <laughs> yeah. but um i mean obviously i've i'm you know i'm a relatively experienced angler and stuff but um just the the fight in that fish was incredible it was so cool i can definitely like understand them snapping lines Especially if they would have, ran, if she would have ran into any sort of like log jam or something, it would have been, you know, put me in a world of hurt. No doubt. And I mean, you're testing everything. So you're catching six, eight pound fish on six, eight pound line. Yeah. And you know, your knots got to be on point <laughs> at the hook. At That's the what terrible. I said. I said, I tied a good knot. <laughs> For sure. For sure. You absolutely did. Absolutely. You know. And a double trilene knot's good for that, or you know, there's so many good knots. I don't want to say too much because people are going to be like, well, this knot's better, or this, you know. There's... Right. But, yeah, no, it definitely tests your tackle, and it tests you as an angler. You know, trying to manipulate the situation to get that thing in is, is, is it's no easy task. No. Well, unless I do feel like, you know, I'm bringing up um, some people in a few weeks to go up fishing with us. Um, and just to set the expectations right, I was like, this isn't you know, bluegill fishing. I'm like, you know, we went all weekend and I was the only one who, who caught something. Um, you know, so, and I'm like, and, and not saying that people won't, but, um, you know, it just, it's, it seems to be difficult. Would you, would you agree? I guess. Yeah, no, it's not easy. And especially, you know, where you're going up on the pier Marquette and the fly only. Yeah. You're just not, typically typically you're not going to hook up as much as you know when i'm bobber fishing um down on you know muskegon or you know up on the manistee or even over on the asabo you know i've had days where we've hooked 20 fish right um wow. but typically most days are like a three for six six for nine type stuff yeah you know, that's that's a great day 
Yeah. Um, typically. Whereas where you're fishing, you know, like you said, you got a brown and you got a steelhead out of three people. That's, yeah. You know, that's actually a lot of success. Yeah. You know, it's, just, it's, it's harder catching them fish in that system when it's fly only because you're not using, you know, spawn or, or you're not using stuff that, quite frankly, is a little easier to catch fish on. Yeah. For the most part. Sure. Yeah, and I just like to set everybody's expectations, you know, too, especially when you're a beginner and, you know, when you're just trying to get out there. And my thing, you know, we brought, guess what we brought, Mike? Okay, snacks. <laughs> we brought a snack backpack. <laughs> yeah, that's the best way to close. go about it. You know, I got, I would get cold, you know, from stripping line and stuff, my fingers and you know, we brought some of our favorite snacks. Just go sit down on the riverbank and just enjoy. There, was, there wasn't really anybody out there. And just enjoy sitting on the river and, um, for, you for, know. For anybody who hasn't um, done a lot of snacks or been on the rivers a lot, I don't know if you have one, but have you ever heard of a jet boil? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, I don't know if you have one, but I always take my jet boil when I go. Make some SpaghettiOs? Oh, you can make whatever. You can make <laughs> ramen. You can make coffee. You can... Yeah. I, yeah. There's nothing like something warm. That's a great it's typically idea. typically cold. Typically yeah. cold. That's a great idea. Yeah. I'll have to bring... next. Yeah, we're bringing, bringing a decent-sized group up, uh, you know, next week, and we're going to be with another couple, and then someone from work actually came into my office, and they're like, what do I got to do to get an invite? I'm like... <laughs> By no means am I a pro. I'm like, you can come whenever you want. They're like, I just, it looks fun. I want to come with you. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm like, we're going to be up there this date and this date. You know, come on down. And they're like, cool. all right, I'll book, a, I'll book a room. I'm like, okay. So we're going to have a, a fun little group now going to end of March. But uh, it should be a good time. But I'll have to check that out. But yeah, make it, make it enjoyable. I know it's, it's kind of a joke now, but, you know, make it fun. Plan for a long day on the river. But, uh, you know, soak it all up. Michigan's a beautiful place. And, you know, why not, you know, be out there and enjoy everything that Mother Nature gave us? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's There's something about when you're sitting out there on the river, whether you're standing there in a pair of waders or whether you're in a jet boat or a regular boat or whatever, there's just something about being in them rivers that's just, it grounds you. You know what I mean? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And as soon as you hook up to one of those fish, you definitely have an, even more of an appreciation to what's out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, congratulations again on your big catch. I wish you nothing but success this spring. <laughs> I don't make it over the west side anymore. I'm a little jealous, but maybe <laughs> I'll have to go out of my way to go do that. Let's make it happen. Well, yeah, and I think sure. what we'll do is we'll post a couple, um, you know, tips and tricks this week of some, you know, different flies and stuff that I use and then some equipment that you recommend as well for anybody who's maybe looking to get out there, um, you know, whether they're doing the bobber fishing or, you know, the different styles that you recommend, Mike, or, or if they're going to maybe try and do the, you know, waiter fly fishing that I'm doing up on the Pier Marquette. Yeah for sure cool well thanks everybody for tuning in uh hopefully if i cross paths with some of y'all uh stop by and say hi to me on the river right on thanks again everybody 
uh, once again, this is Mike D and Carly B, and uh, you guys have a great week. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks so much.